There it goes. Hey, what's going on? Today is November 8th. It's 10 o'clock on the East Coast, and you're listening and watching the Daily AI Show live. A little bit of a delay there. Made me miss my uh, miss my beat on the music. Um, <laughs> I like when I'm able to hit the beat, you know? It comes in, it comes in hard, you know? And I'm, I'm ready for it to do my, my big intro, my big get excited. Um, the drop. You missed the drop. I did miss the drop. Thank you, Andy. You're absolutely right. I did miss the drop. The drop was there. We didn't go live, I think, until after the drop. So yeah, I was ready. Uh, and, and just, just for the folks of you outside the Americas, it's 11 p.m. in Perth, Western Australia. Oh, man. <laughs> is, yeah, yeah, we didn't talk about this, uh, what, a couple days ago. Aaron came in and he's like, what's going on? Where is everybody? And then he's like, wait a minute. Hold on. Did you guys have David say this time? And then we found out that you actually don't have it, right, Aaron? You said they oh. outlawed it in uh, Perth. Yeah, I, I wish. Yeah, I, I think they had a vote about it years ago and everyone rejected it. So we haven't yeah. had it for years. I, I wish off. we would get around to that on uh, our side. Um, like it's weird. Individual states like Florida voted on it years ago, 2018, and said we should have perpetual daylight savings time. At the same time, California did the same thing. Is it a federal thing? No. Federal law will tell you that you can uh, not have daylight savings time. That's not against the law. But like Florida wants perpetual daylight savings time. So it's a whole it's a whole thing and not what the news is about today for AI. So we will move on. Um, today we got, um, there's four of us today. We got Beth, we got Andy, we got Aaron and um, Brian, um, uh, the rest of our crew. This is always a nice part about having seven of us because even when half of us are out, we still have a good a good uh, quorum here to, uh, to still have a good conversation. So today is AI in the news. So on Wednesdays, we talk about all the fun AI news that we think was interested in, and not collectively, but individually um, as well um, for the last seven-ish days. So this week was particularly interesting because there was like one really big drop and that came out of Dev Day on Monday, uh, just two days ago for OpenAI. And I think maybe so that we don't lose the whole 30 minutes, maybe we should should pause and do some other news stories first and then come to that one. I feel like if we start on dev day, we won't get <laughs> to anything else. Yeah. Okay. So um, with that in mind, I'll, I'll, I'll just kind of kick it off here. Cause I, I just had two stories that I thought were really interesting. Maybe outside of dev day. I don't know. It was the biggest, it wasn't the biggest news. So Elon Musk comes out and he says, Hey, you know, he's been working on his, uh, it's no, no secret that he's been working on his own um, uh, X his own AI platform. He said, I'm going to create new LLMs. It's going to do this, that, and the other. Well, the other couple of days ago, they announced what they called. Um, now I'm going to ask you guys, is it Grok or Grok? It's got a it's line Grok. over the other. It's Grok. 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 Okay. Uh, Grok. And Grok, I'm going to go to uh, the, oh man, I just had it up on my screen. Give it back, give it back, give it back. Oh, that's because I'm on the wrong one. Okay. Here we go. Grok is an AI modeled after the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Now that, full stop. You could stop there and tell you everything you need to know about this, about the LLM. So intended to answer almost anything and far harder, even suggest what questions ask. Grok is designed to answer questions with a bit of wit and has a rebellious streak. So please don't use it if you hate humor. The more latest news is that they expect this to be the LLM that's available in all Teslas going forward. Now, when and where and all that stuff, it doesn't really say. It could be well down the future, but it just kind of makes me laugh, this idea that that's that's your language model. That's what you get to use if you're in a Tesla is a witty um, language model on a Tesla. And I mean, does that kind of fit Tesla owners? I don't know. You'll be driving down the road and your Tesla hands off the wheel and the car will be giving you sass. So. <laughs> giving, giving you sass, please. Yeah. 
So I don't know. What do you guys? What do you, before I move on to the second one here? What do you, What do you guys think? Any any like initial knee jerk reactions to Grok? I think it may be interesting to uh, you know experience what his witty uh, LLM programming is like. But in terms of its competence, uh, I, I read someone who had done something comparative and said that it's about like GPT 3.5. That's the right. level of right. uh, uh, intelligence that it has, which is a far cry from what GPT 4 Turbo is. Right. Sure. And that's actually their internal comparison is also saying it's about 3.5. Um, I am not a Tesla owner, but I the people that I know who own Teslas, uh, it does not seem to be the same market <laughs> for me. Uh, I don't know. Uh, if you own a Tesla and you think this is like brilliant and yes, get, come on with I mean, the SAS while you're driving. Uh, same Venn diagram know. flame market of the, uh, of the flamethrower that he put out. Same Venn diagram <laughs> right in the middle there. Rock flamethrower center. There you go. Or no, Tesla I will center. say that it, it will not be a difficult it won't be a difficult thing for Tesla to incorporate XAI into the Tesla vehicles. Right. Uh, they'll just do a software update and now it'll be that you can speak to your car and have, yeah. you know, any, any, uh, maybe they already have that. I don't know. Maybe they have something similar to Alexa already built into Tesla's. I don't have a Tesla. Does anyone here know? I don't, know. I, don't. I have EVs, but I don't have, I'm not, I'm but not a XAI not a will be in there. I actually have um, two friends who are Tesla owners, funnily enough, but that's beside yeah. the point. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not, my, I'm not my, a Tesla fan myself, but um, no, uh, I think it's amazing what they've done. I just wouldn't, I personally would not want to own a Tesla, um, yeah. but that's for other reasons outside of, it had nothing to do with Elon Musk or AI. Um, yeah. I will my, say that my, I did see what was an example on um, Twitter X uh, of what this was. I guess somebody had early, or we're assuming had early access and I mean, honestly, I couldn't even put it on the screen. It was, it's definitely a not safe for worth work answer when it, one of them was, and then when it said, can you give me a more of an adult answer? It 100% gave it more of an adult right. answer. And, you know, Hey, listen, I'm all for fun and, and, uh, you know, having a good time. And, and it was, it was a funny answer or whatever, but not something that you're going to, you're going to even once pull up on a computer at work or something like that for fear of, you know, having issues or anything. So um, yeah. That was that, but my, I agree, Andy. Yeah. My thoughts on it, uh, uh, to be honest, are largely um, shadowed by my opinions on Elon Musk's personality and his political views. Uh, my main concern is that a lot of what he does is very uh, inflammatory and a lot of hype, and then it's primarily designed to grow share market value and, and gain attention, that sort of stuff. So whether Grok turns out to be the savior of the planet Earth or not is something I will reserve judgment on until I've had a chance to look at it. I'm not sort of keeping my fingers, um, I'm not expecting it to be miracle, miracles, who knows? Yeah, so, yeah maybe, maybe we'll all be surprised. Hard yeah. to separate from Elon, right? Hard to separate Grok yeah. as the product yeah. from Elon. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I wanna talk quickly about Mid Journey's um, style tuner. Uh, because Mid Journey is like uh, Mid Journey is the opposite of uh, I don't know. Open AI stuff was pretty like mind blowing, also and not super hyped. Uh, although we'll talk more about that. But um, but Mid Journey is like, well, we're working on some stuff. We might do some stuff. You know, like this is sort of where we're going. And then poof, something is dropped, and it's like phenomenal. 
Um, and Style Tuner is like that. So what Style Tuner does is it lets you um, uh, give a prompt and set it as a style. And you all know that I have um, that I have particular styles that I like to come back to and that I like to combine and do fusion kinds of things. So style not only lets me um, play with that and get to a place where um, where I can be somewhat consistent over a period of over a series of images, it, I can also set two different styles and start playing with fusion. Like you can combine styles, you can tune styles and then you can combine them. And that is just incredibly exciting. And you can share them with people, right? So um, there's just a lot uh, within like the mid-journey community that, that this is uh, also very mind-blowing. Um, also would really like API, but that is not one of their things. So mid-journey is still used in Discord, right? You have to be in Discord yeah. to use it? Yeah. The, Which is a problem for me because a Russian hacker took over my email address and created <laughs> a, a Discord, and I and I can't get Discord to to correct that. They, wow. you know, I've got I've been in support with them, and, and so I'm basically shut out of using that email. I'll have to create a separate email uh -huh. account to use Discord. Oh no! So they are also um, working on the website, and so there is a new website. Uh, and you can see on the website, there's like the, the place where you would enter your prompt that says coming soon. So that is definitely what they're working on. Um, yeah. and I'm looking forward to that because I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm, a, I'm a violator of discord apparently. <laughs> <laughs> discord a Russian violator. I, I will. I think that will bring me back to uh, mid journey. I'll be the first to say that I have, um, I have sort of, um, hey, we got Carl here. Um, <laughs> what's going on, Carl? Uh, oh. I was just saying that um, that uh, with Mid Journey, since Dolly 3, not that they're comparable. I mean, I was right. Mid Journey is far superior, but yeah, for sure. ease of use and being somewhere where I already am most of my time, which is in ChatGPT, I honestly, I think I just got billed for Mid Journey, like whatever it was, like 10 bucks a month. And I honestly was thinking to myself, like, oh, damn, I probably need to like cancel that because you just get these recurring AI charges and you're like, oh, you know, we have a conversation about that later in this week about how would you spend $100 per month if you had it on AI. So maybe I'll I'll hold that till there. But uh, yeah, a, a better user experience, a better website, something that was just easier and in my browser and not Discord um, would I'm with Andy that I, I think it will pull me back to Mid Journey, to be perfectly honest. Um, because I really do love like how easy like Leonardo is to use, and I'm just much more likely to go use Leonardo for that reason alone. Um, so yeah, that'll be really interesting. But um, yeah. So, so Carl, I will just say quickly to that. Um, I use Discord in my browser, so I have it, but I um I like being able to use it in the browser because then I can use Chrome plugins, oh, okay. and that helps. Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, yeah. So Carl, we, we have decided uh, that we would talk about the dead day stuff towards the back half. So maybe in another five, six minutes um, so that we didn't accidentally not get to any other <laughs> use cases or, or uh, news stories. So I shared something really quick about um, the new uh, Tesla or um, 
you know, Grok. Grok. And then uh, we talked about Midjourney a little bit. I have a quick, quick, quick story, but I think what YouTube is doing, um, they're adding yep. like sort of an LLM feature to their premium users with their videos. So essentially, if you're on like mobile and you're looking at a video now below it, I don't know if this is rolling out to everybody yet, you could ask follow-up questions that are part of that video. Like, what do they say about this? And it'll say, oh, in this video, they talk about whatever. Or you could actually just use it almost like a true LLM and say like, and I don't know what what it's built on. I mean, if it's it's Google, so it must probably be built on Bard or whatever. Um, but you could ask additional questions and sort of expand your knowledge reach beyond that video, which I think is just sort of a very natural next step. I mean, you already have all the auto transcripts for the YouTube. So them being able to just queue up against those transcripts <clears throat> makes total sense to me. And I think it's a really cool thing. I think it's actually going to be used. Um, I could almost see my daughter using it. Yeah. um with it because she she wants to know things about like she's following like an influence or something like that and they may do so like she follows this 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 show not enough nelsons and they she likes one of the girls styles a lot or whatever and so i could definitely see her asking follow-up questions in that style of like well where what are they you know what is that thing or what does she have or you know those kind of things so um could be could be a, a great another resource for google in terms of the marketplace and things like that i guess we'll have to find out but that was another one i just wanted to share because i thought that was really interesting right uh what else Sorry, uh, Kyle, have you got anything for us well i'm just going <laughs> to yeah, show well, Anne's go, comments. Go ahead. uh Anne is playing with my journey and dolly uh uh mid journey so much better dolly prompting so much better and uh, uh, uh Anne exactly. is in the um, Discord is yuck, gross, barf. Uh, yeah. uh, LOL. I'm with, I'm with you, Ed. <laughs> you, you, you know, when, when we're talking about um, Midjourney or Dolly, the, the one thing, did we ever talk about the, I think the the first copyright battle, like that was the, the judge, how the judge rejected the claim against AI being a copyright violation? Have we talked about that? Because I think... <clears throat> lost in all the news is you know all these people are suing stable diffusion dolly um open ai and so on but like that was the first blow was that the judge i i, I wouldn't well, say against i think it was more of like i don't know there's a legal um our resident uh, AI legal William. expert. Okay. Yeah, William. I was going to say William. Yeah, William corrected us on that because yeah, I actually yeah. did talk about that, Carl. And what he oh, corrected okay. me on was that it wasn't that the judge threw it out or there was some sort of win or loss. He said it. it what his uh, comment was uh, maybe a week or two ago when I mentioned it was this is a very normal thing where essentially I'm going to mess this up. I'm, it's a super lame terms, but essentially yeah. they put it, you know, they put up certain things to the judge and the judge evaluates them, I guess, and says, well, some of this needs to be reworded or reworked before it can be submitted again. And it was something fairly minor like that. So uh, I will have to go research back to what William's comments were on it. But um, basically what he was saying was not as big of a deal as what it sounded like, what some of these blogs were making it out to seem like, oh, there was like a smackdown of this is, you can't yeah. do this, you can't yeah. sue. And not, that's not what it was apparently. I, obviously, like for those who are non-legal experts or who don't practice law that, you know, the first thing that you saw was, oh, AI one, artist zero. Yeah. Like that's right. literally what we're all thinking. Um, but the thing is though, even I think that was just that 
people reporting on that news alone was pretty big to me because, you know, the joke is if you want like a lucrative career right now would be an IP lawyer because you're going to have business for the next 10 years right. as AI right. evolves and, and all that kind of stuff. But the, I think like the more and more, and even some of the comments, which was really interesting on some, uh, I can't remember which, which Slack channels were, were like pe some people, I don't know if it's just within the AI community. It's like, oh, we're tired of copyright laws. We'll just do it, whatever. I don't care. I think we, this is a very dangerous kind of thinking because, you know, it, as humans, we create stuff. And then if people stop creating stuff because, oh, well, why would I want to create my own unique version? Because I can't protect it and AI is just going to take it. I think that's a little bit dangerous path that we should just dismiss the people who have that. You know, it's like, hey, copyright is important because it's kind of it goes down to the core. like what makes people unique. And if people can't be unique and express themselves in whatever way because they're not protected, I think that's a detriment to society. Not to get like philosophical <laughs> from the news. Sorry, yeah. Uh, I was yeah. going to say that, that it's a longer discussion, but I, I heard on NPR recently a, a whole article on applications with patent approvals for things that were already discovered and in, in practical use in other countries. So our U.S. patent system doesn't go and search every patent everywhere in the world. Uh, and or establish clearly that this is truly an innovation. So it, it's a tricky, tricky subject area, and it, it is uh, that. But let's get to the, the last half of the show here, which is going to be about <laughs> uh, you know, the, the tectonic change that's happened here it's because of the Dev Day announcements. Yes. I, yeah. I want to say, say one thing about that. Uh, the, one sure. of the newsletters this morning, the Neuron, said, you don't really need to use anything other than this one AI service. It's open AI, chat GPT, it does everything. Don't even bother looking at the others. And that raises mm -hmm. my hackles. Yeah. I, I yeah, really yeah, don't yeah. want yeah. that to be the result yeah. here. And so I want to champion one of the other bits of news that's related to Dev Day, but it's about a totally different approach. And that's Langchain's announcement of open GPTs. So one day after the Dev Day announcement, Langchain has announced a platform open source that will let you do exactly the same thing, but using any of the uh, LLMs, not not yeah. you know just open AIs. So yay yay to open source! Wow. And I imagine that will open up, like we talked about this yesterday a little bit, but open up more opportunities for like APIs and things like that. Whereas with ChatGPT, we're still not 100% sure how how much you have to be in the platform to use the these, or whether they'll be available outside of them. So maybe that's that. I mean, anyway, I'm with you. Uh, yay to uh, to open source and the companies that continue to push that uh, forward. I um, mean, and, and yeah, I don't agree that you know you only need to. It's it's going to be a powerful tool, but there's so many other good tools out there that do things that ChatGPT is not focused on and not not their core yeah. business. It's as a utilitarian it, it, platform yes. for using AI. Yeah. I, I, you know, I find it hard to uh, avoid that. I, you know, I, I'm working on 
notionally I'm working on an application that would be like assistance API is a, mm-hmm. is a gift to me because now I can do it all within that ecosystem. But right. I, I'd been asking this question over the past couple of days, what does it actually cost and what are the limits on the storage? And I read this morning that it's $6 per gigabyte to have documents stored in mm. the assistance uh, you know, platform. So that's that's pretty expensive, you know. It, it depends on and what what it would do is actually it would cause me to say, okay, I'm going to use large language models to condense all of the content that I have in a vector database and put right. it into some compact form that doesn't exceed three or four me- uh, gigabytes. Uh, so yeah. you know that's efficient. I think that's good, but uh, it, it it's still you know insanely cheap, really, when it comes to the complete power that's available by putting documentary storage into OpenAI and then creating an assistant and making it available. A and month so, or a year? A month. month. $6 a month per gigabyte. That is expensive. You know what, though? Uh, listening to this, the the when you talk about, Andy, like, hey, we got to have competition, the only problem right now that I see, especially if you want to go open source, is for the general public who already has a hard time educating themselves on, you know, the rapid advancements of AI, who's going to go to Hugging Face? Who's going to go to various tools to actually, you know, use something other than what's easily available? Like you can go to Character AI, you can go to, right, ChatGPT, you can go to Bard, and even Bard is having a hard time, like, getting people to use it. And and how are you going to use Llama unless you know where to find these things? But like a sim- very simple example, we're doing workshops, a uh, boot an AI boot camp in our company over the next six weeks. Everybody, I would say 90% of the, the people, it's all chat GPT. How do I log in? How do I log in? How do I use it? How do I use it? Like, that's it. There isn't, mm. and it's like, and even some of our licenses, even for 3.5, we don't have enough. Oh, it's like, hey, could you use Perplexity, use um, Claude if you can get in. But everybody just like, hey, I want I want ChatGPT. I don't want to use those products. Even yeah. though I'm like, you know, Claude's pretty good. Perplexity is technically the same thing, but with web search is pretty cool. But no, 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 I want ChatGPT. And I think that is the... I think yeah, there's momentum the, there and oh, their usability is by far, yeah. you know, no. superior. And that's yeah. it. That's the, the real lubricant <laughs> towards the domination yeah. of the market space out there. I want to respond to David Kincaid's, yes. Kincaid's comment, which is, yeah. you know, GPT-4 is orders of magnitude better. Uh, it, you can still use GPT-4 in, in open GPT, I'm sure. Like they're not going to be blocking. Okay. It's not going to be blocking access to your API for GPT-4 when you're using external tools like Langchain. I think for for me the the OpenAI versus all the alternatives. I, I suspect it's going to go down the same path of Windows v Linux, or Beta versus um, VHS Video, or things like that. At some stage, the general public just tends to gravitate to one product that whether sure. it's easier or just had better marketing or whatever um, 
And so unless someone really comes Netscape back Netscape Windows. Remember yeah. all that? Netscape Windows, right? Yeah. <laughs> like I mean, I bitched and complained about Windows for many years, but realistically, the, only the super geeks Internet use Linux Explorer. as a rule. Um, and I suspect, unless somebody else comes out with something that's really killer, I still kind of think that OpenAI may end up taking the lead and be the primary product in that market. I think it's wrong. more accurate to say Windows versus Mac. That, right? Uh, no, sorry. No, so the reason Explorer. I said Windows versus Linux is Linux is open source. Right. So I was right going down uh, that, yeah. that okay. view path. So um, yeah. I want to bring up Ann's comment here. There is no way, in my honest opinion, that quote normal people are gonna click around to things like hugging face and llama and bard and words they don't know or care to learn. Yes. Uh, and then she said, not a single person I've trained anyone. Yeah. Yeah. I'll I'll just I'll add to that. I mean, like I, I've now gone in um, I don't know, trained, I've worked with a lot of different clients, specifically in the sales roles. And that's exactly what happened to us. Like I, I built this whole sales prompt library that now people can buy and it's in, it's a, like a notion page. And anyway, it's got 60 Bring up plus that website. He's promoing. <laughs> He's promoing yeah. I know. But I'm like trying to get past that part of it so I can explain it. But anyway, it's a sales prompt library and it's, it's sales prompts. Um, and you can get it. No. Um, yeah. <laughs> the, uh, my point is saying that though is. Salesprompts.com. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It'll be at the bottom here in a second. Um, my point to it was saying that, um, initially to, to, and to your point, initially I did have things in there that went over to Claude because it made sense. And initially I had things that went over to maybe even Bard because it made sense. And it, I will say it wasn't really me, although I agree with him. It was my CEO who actually pushed back and he's like, they're not there, Brian. He's like, you've got to roll back and go to where they actually are. And right now, barely to your point, Carl barely they understand chat GPT. Now that is not a knock on all the professional salespeople out there. The reality is it's just not in their, their worldview right now. Like it is like us, like where we talk about this every single day. So, and he was absolutely right. I, I, as the AI strategist wanted to go build amazing things and let me show you this. Let me show you that. He's like, what they really need to know is how to write a simple prompt. They, what they really need is a prompt that's yes. going to give them a repeatable yes. answer yes. over and over and over again. So even when I look at the prompt library that we built, the prompts themselves, they're not, I wouldn't call them simplistic, but they're not with markdown method or anything like that, because even that caused an anxiety. If you're just brand new and it doesn't look like a sentence, it doesn't look like a paragraph, immediately that brings up a bit of anxiety. If I don't know what this is. I want to push back. This looks like something new I have to learn. And Rolling this back to the the dev day, what I think ChatGPT is continuing to show is mm. that they are trying to put a product in front of people that is just simple, easy. We can see that because now they're like, and Aaron, maybe you can share your screen on this. Now they're, because Aaron has the new version of ChatGPT. Um, I do maybe, too, as of this morning. Oh, okay. I don't. ChatGPT <laughs> just broke for me today. That's where I'm at. <laughs> I don't have the new version yet, but um you know, Aaron, if you want to show it on the screen, like now everything uh, is in one simple. Yeah, uh, I'm adding it to the screen now. Uh, so I, yeah. So first thing, so so those of you who haven't seen the new one, um, I got it straight away, much to my surprise, because usually in Australia we get it last. So the probably the most obvious change is this: we used to have that thing at the top before, which was 3.5 versus four, and then you would have drop downs to choose Dali or whatever. So now it's just a simple drop down here where you can choose GPT-4, which has Dali browsing and analysis all in one. So you don't have to reopen a new window to use it, which is great. You've got 3.5 if you want to go back to that. 
and you got plugins. So I did a variety of tests. And the first one was uh, you can now ingest bigger documents. So this one here, if I just uh, this is just a PDF I have. It's like an 18-page, 17-page PDF of how to write a script for a video created by um, a company called Primal Video, which is really cool. I've done some training with, and I've got this document here, and I just uploaded it and said, hey, read the contents, and then rewrite the below script, which is just, I went to ChatGPT and said, write me a script on this topic, and then rewrite it using that structure. So that was the, the original script, and then it just came back, and it rewrote it with no instruction from me beyond use what's in the PDF. I was pretty impressed with that. It wasn't perfect, but it was very impressive that it um, did that. And that's, so far, that's good. I've managed to upload like 30 and 40 page documents and it's summarizing them. So we couldn't do that before. So that was number one I was really happy about and impressed. Then I went to the playground and had a look at the assistants. So for those of you, um, if you've got ChatGPT, you may not have this. You might have to set something up separate for this, but assistance were basically the idea is that you can create your own automated kind of assistant funnily enough and so i said okay i'm going to create a um a video creation tool which can do slide videos for me i told it you're a highly experienced content creator blah 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 when given a video title and an overview of the subject you can write a script for the video and also generate 16 by 9 images for the slide and the scenes and i basically said it's disappeared now but i basically said Here's the topic, um, five ways to prepare your home for sale. And what it did is it came back with wow. this, and I was wowed by this. So that was the original title. So not only did it come up with each of the slides, well, I did tell it to do five and it did 10. I thought that was interesting. But what it did is it gave me a script and it gave me a description for an image, which I could then go to Dali. Now, my hope was that it would do everything in the one shot and it wasn't able to create the images. So I had to go and do them manually. Um, it did give me an option to try and do it with Python's image generation capabilities. It didn't work for me. So You can automate it. Yeah, that's what I'm, uh, so I was trying to talk to Carl offline saying, I'm sure this is an easy fix. You'll have to show me how to do it. So what I did in the end was I just went to um, Dali and just copy pasted each of the descriptions and created images and it came up with some really nice images for me so this is just like a sample real estate type thing and then what i did is i threw it into my favorite video editor which is descript.com each of these is a scene i just uploaded the videos um it's got the whole video there and then i went and turned my ai voiceover on and it created a voiceover, and now you've got a video. I don't know if you're able to hear this. I'll just play it for 10 seconds. But it's now a, a functioning, working slideshow video. Guide on 10 ways to prepare your home for sale. If you're looking to sell your home and want to ensure you get the best possible... Can you hear that? Yeah. We can. There's a bit of an echo, but we can hear it. Yeah, so, you know, look, is it perfect? No. But it's, you know, I, if I can automate the process, this is going to make a a hugely easy task for me to create these kind of videos for clients. Um, if you want to actually see the video, just go to my um, YouTube channel and it's this one that says AI video demo there. Welcome to our guide. On and so you can watch the whole video there. If you Aaron, want. So, your course. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have one. I need to. But yeah. So the bottom line is that, you know, I, I've done this sort of stuff manually before. Normally, I would go to Canva and you'd spend five or 10 minutes finding one image for each slide and it would take a couple of hours to do it. You know, Dali didn't get it right, but probably about eight out of the 10 video, the images it gave me for the slides were actually good enough to use straight away. So it definitely speeded the process up. I'm impressed that it not only wrote the script, but gave me the, the prompts to use. So now if I can automate this thing, hint, hint, Carl, um, I've got a powerful tool there to pump out video content yeah. really quickly. And so you only use two really tools there, which is which is really impressive, Aaron. I mean, you only had two tools, which is like you basically stayed in the open AI ecosystem, either between yeah. the playground or the web, and then you used the script, which you would set up yeah. with your own voice cloning. So I mean, yeah. that that in itself, when you think about what you just created and then the fact that it was already live on on YouTube and how fast you were able to do that 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 in itself is really really amazing and, and again i think where we're going to see the big push for open ai is that one-stop shop you know you just yeah. have to come here to do these kind of things create create whatever it is you know um what i think yours was showing too and you didn't have it in your particular chat but just as one of the announcements is that as they combined everything together um then you could have perhaps kept going in the in the open in the uh chat should be chi chat and said yeah. create me some images in there and it should have been able to do it because it can pull from dolly in yeah. that one as well yeah so and that's David, I, thought, I, I think i was probably just not using it right um, i'm not a coder at all so python is like a snake to me if you know what i mean um but and at the moment i'm using descript for the editing but i could easily foresee a case when you'll actually be able to do the editing in um, OpenAI Playground or even in ChatGPT. I don't think it's that far away, to be honest. Okay. So David Kincaid um, was asking, are there image links at the bottom of your output? Because when the API creates images, it creates them, it gives you a link to them. That's what happens to me in Make as well, right? Um, and so those may be something you, that... Can you let me share the screen again, whoever's yeah, got it? Yeah, I'm doing it right now. Here you so, go. What happened was I, I got these, yeah. but they ended up showing me, all I ended up with is, if I can find the right folder, I'll just move the screen. That was what it created when it tried to do it. Uh, mm. Okay. okay. So I, as I said, I'm sure there's just something I'm probably not doing right. That's why I had to go and manually do them, but I, you know, I'm sure there's an easy fix for that. Yeah, totally. So. We're at like about four minutes over, which is about right. Are there any like, I mean, you know, as far as, I don't know, takeaways or any any major, uh, like, I don't know, takeaways, I guess, from the news. I'm obviously a lot from Dev Day, but other other news that came out, Mid Journey, we talked about, uh, Elon Musk and what they're doing at Twitter with their language model, um, YouTube. Um, we didn't talk about it, but Beth, you mentioned it before the show about how there was a huge safety conference in London that just wrapped up this last week and that got a bit overshadowed, but there was you know, 28 different, I think, major companies that were in attendance for that. And, you know, sort of the, uh, the, the title I got on, like the headline was, you know, not a lot of progress, but meaningful progress um, was sort of the summary I got on that. So I know we didn't really mention that one. Any other like news stories that we didn't get to that we can hit super quick? Well, like that safety thing, does that include um, Biden signing the artificial intelligence executive order? Did we, we did talk, talk about, about that last week, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, not a new thing, but in terms of wrapping up, I think um, I think the like top down upshot of what DevDay did is it's possible for people to do more faster with fewer resources and fewer people. Right. So and this is like the beginning of of like potentially a huge possible wave of innovation and uh I've been buzzing about it since it occurred. <laughs> I've known, those of you watching who don't know anything about Dev Day or maybe not a, a techie propeller head in that department, look up on YouTube, look up Matt Wolf, and he does a breakdown of the whole thing into in this week's video. And it's a really good um, plain English expo, um, overview of the whole thing. So worth a watch if you yeah. want to know more. And that's Wolf with an E. It's got an E at the yes. end of it, so you can find him. Yeah. Um, he also does the website, which we look at all the time, futuretools.io, um, which is a, an amazing website for catching up with not only news, but latest things. He, he does a really, really great job, but I agree. His YouTube, if nothing else, his Thursday video, I think it may come out on Fridays, of his weekly wrap-up video. If you just watched one YouTube video a week, that one yeah, would be worth it if you want to keep up. Yeah. Carl? Yeah, yeah, the, Aaron, you shared something very funny yesterday, and it's, I feel it's, a, I think everybody should go to this to see how fast AI is, is moving, is dang.ai, where you see a, a directory of all the AI tool graveyard, where all the logos that have come out over the past year, how many of them are no longer being updated, how many are to the wayside. And I thought that was really, really, uh, that was an awesome share because, you know, I remember a lot of the same influencers are like, yeah, this tool, this tool, this tool, this tool, this tool, this tool, this tool. And it's like, Hey, look at them. They're all there in the graveyard. And so yeah. it's like, what I, I was like, that's a very good indicator of how fast and how crazy this whole tech is moving. Yeah, I mean, I go back yeah. to Windows versus Linux. I, I think it's going to go that way myself. So, yeah, well, that's a... thanks everybody. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I got distracted by getting that in their their graveyard. You should go check that out. I was going to look to see if there's any tools I had used on there. Um, yeah, this is a you know, look, I I, I think I enjoy this is probably a fourth or fifth now um, Wednesday sort of news wrap up. But I always really look forward to the show every week because I just I learn a lot. But it's always great to just kind of wrap our heads around what literally happened in the last seven days. And with AI, who knows? This was a very very um, busy week um, uh, last seven days. And um, yeah, as we as we get to the end of the year here, is it going to slow down? Uh, is everybody going to get? Uh, tired and eat lots of, uh, you know, Thanksgiving and uh, figgy pudding and whatever else around the holidays and, and nothing's going to happen? Or are we going to see some more major announcements between now and the end of the year? And, and uh, I don't know. So I think that's the Carl and of, I have a bet. We do over under about Google because they have <laughs> they have to respond or something yeah. over the next. I agree with that. They have to. Just just watch out on January 1 for Skynet taking over the world. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, guys. Until tomorrow, uh, this has been the Daily AI Show. Don't forget yeah, you can catch us on other platforms as well. If you happen to be catching us on LinkedIn or YouTube Live, we also have our replays there. But you can also find us, in fact, the video version on um, 
on Spotify. And you can also find the full podcast every day on Adobe Podcasts. And I'm not sorry, Adobe, Apple, Apple Podcasts. <laughs> and uh, that is um, that is growing quick. So thank you to all yeah. of our listeners on Apple Podcasts platform. We appreciate you. All right, that's it. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Bye.